Hello, and welcome to Runway Girl Network in Conversation, a deep dive into aviation and the passenger experience. I'm RGN Deputy Editor John Walton, and today I'm in conversation with Katri Harasalonen, Finnair's Chief Digital Officer, recorded live at Finnair's Helsinki Vantaa headquarters. This episode, we're talking about what a CDO does, how Finnair is using new technology to improve the passenger experience and its operations, and just why thousands of technologists will be descending on Helsinki in December for a little thing called slush. But first, thanks to our sponsor. In Conversation is brought to you by Bolteron, a Simona company, purveyor of high-performance thermoplastics for tomorrow's aircraft interiors. As you draw the latch for your tray table, consider the texture and form of the tray, shaped specifically for your in-flight service convenience. That's Bolteron. Learn more at B-O-L-T-A-R-O-N dot com. Now, let's talk to Katri Harasalonen. You're the Chief Digital Officer at Finnair. What does a Chief Digital Officer do? At slush times or around the around the year maybe around the year yeah okay so so uh, um, the title is CDO Chief Digital Officer but of course I mean the role is rather different in different companies of course depending on the strategy of the company so uh, the first thing that I would kind of uh, uh, point out that I work a lot with is strategy so. Uh, um, as part of, of course, the big strategy that we work with uh, from the company perspective, we have digital and we have transformation. It's one of the key areas for us. And uh, uh, I get to work with that, of course, a lot. So so leading the work that we do around finding out uh, what we really want to focus on and what we really want to invest on, how we work with the whole company and the organization around digital initiatives and everything around that. So that takes um, a rather big chunk of, uh, of my days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, another kind of perspective, uh, uh, topping strategies, of course, then uh, building the enablers for strategy. So that would be a lot of work with the team, uh, with uh, building the right teams, uh, with getting kind of uh, um, the teams uh, into a good uh, mode of operandi. Uh, so kind of building the way we work together uh, mm-hmm. in our team, which is focusing on transformation and IT, and then, of course, around the company. So uh, kind of the first two words that uh, I always think about is strategy and the team. And uh, uh, of course, then we come to different areas within the team and how we proceed with those. And uh, um, here at Finnair, we have uh, four different areas or four different teams that work directly with transformation and IT. And like said, of course, everybody works in a way uh, with these uh, issues. Um, but uh, the four teams that we have, we have uh, the transformation team. I work a lot with our transformation team. It comprises of uh, a PMO that is working with the project portfolios. Mm-hmm. It has the data team in it and it has the digital leads, as we call kind of transformation leads, who are working with different businesses across Finnair. Mm-hmm. So I work with the, uh, a lot with that team. Uh, I have another team that is focusing on IT rather maybe traditional IT questions, where we, of course, have a lot of work ongoing um, as we talk. Um, we're looking at uh, different areas that need maybe more attention than before. Uh, we're looking at uh, getting the right competences into place. We're looking at uh, working in an efficient way with our partners. Uh, there's plenty of items to, to, to work with uh, in, in that part of the stack as well. And uh, of course, then there's the platform. So uh, um, in our strategy, a couple of years back, we decided that we will invest in the digital platform that we have uh, towards our customers. And when we talk about that, and we talked about that earlier, that is our touch points. Um, 
towards the customer, the digital touch points. And, and uh, so working with the platform team, working with the platform strategy and uh, supporting the team more on the delivery kind of uh, uh, issues. Um, somebody asked me that uh, who was visiting us uh, once uh, we were visiting the Agile team, which is the platform team, and, and, and uh, they asked me that, okay, so Katu, how do you manage this team? And I said, I don't manage this team. <laughs> I mean, so, so, so kind of, uh, I, I work together with the teams and with their leaders, and I try to make sure that they have the best uh, situation to, to work and deliver and uh, uh, culturally we develop the company in the right direction. So um, sometimes uh, it is a lot of attention to detail, but uh, most of the time my role is more to kind of look at the big picture, um, make every day good for our people, and then of course also to work uh, uh, outside of the company. So uh, as we as a company and, and, and many, many, uh, many in our business of course have a lot of uh, stakeholders also outside of the company and uh, a lot of kind of uh, partners and interests uh, it's important to be also around uh, on the marketplace and and uh, meet people and and also kind of uh, do a lot of storytelling so um, it's quite a lot of uh, presentations and meetings and and uh, just as an example this week I uh, I had a data presentation with the Ministry of Traffic and, and uh, yesterday I, I had a presentation around our strategy around digitalization with kind of the major major news uh, business news uh, paper in Finland and, and, and that kind of kind of meetings are really important also for us of course as a company so that um, that our stories is being understood and, and, and people know what we want to focus on mm-hmm. so that's my first take on the question. <laughs> no, 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 fair enough. And when we talk about the digital transformation of an airline in particular, what are we transforming it from and what are we transforming it to? Oh, that's a very, uh, that's a very large question. Um, so we did um, quite a detailed and, and uh, thorough uh, analysis uh, back when, uh, when I started. Uh, we tried to look very uh, openly and, and uh, in a curious way what is going on in the industry, but also what's going on outside of our own industry when it comes to digital and the developments. And uh, of course, we also took a look at what have we actually developed during the years that we have been already working with digital. We started in 95, I think, so there's a lot of kind of assets in the company already. And uh, when we combine kind of our understanding of uh, what will be likely to happen in the future, of course, nobody knows what the future will bring. But we need to have uh, uh, scenarios and, and a common understanding in the leadership team and in the company of, of where do we want to head and how we want to kind of utilize and, and uh, embrace the change around us. So we built a strategy uh, which is kind of uh, which uses digital as kind of a driver. Um, the strategy is uh, um, crystallized in a vision. Uh, we call it our transformation vision. So uh, instead of kind of choosing to become kind of the most digital airline or something in those uh, terms, uh, we really wanted to focus on on becoming an intelligent travel ecosystem. And um, from our perspective, that's quite a different thing. So uh, we are looking in our strategy, we are looking in transforming the company from focusing on on, uh, purely flights to more experienced products. That's a really big uh, thing for us. And we're working with that in many areas. 
we are focusing on on uh, really kind of putting uh, the customer in, in in the center place so uh, uh, customer needs and and uh, uh, the customer kind of preferences they need to drive our business so a lot of focus is going into that uh, transformation um, also a transformation a little bit like from uh, packs to NACs and that's kind of uh, we're also thinking about uh, if there are any non-flying customers that would uh, require our attention. Mm -hmm. We have big When assets. we say packs to NACs, what do we mean there? Well, we mean there uh, exactly this, that um, uh, many times, and in our current business, of course, uh, the flight is, is, is the central product that we sell. Um, when you look at, the, at the, what we're working with and, and what we have been working with for, for already some time, it's of, it's, of course, the ancillary products and the range of the ancillary products that our uh, present customers might prefer and need in the future around traveling. So, so that's an important area for us to, to, to think about, not just kind of um, around the product that we are selling at the moment around the flight, but also kind of around the customer and the customer needs. And that can uh, uh, encompass or, or, or we can kind of concretize that into products that are not directly kind of related to a flight, for example. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so like, like what? Well, um, it could be whatever. Um, of course, right at, at the moment, what we're looking at is, is, um, is for example, a digital solution that uh, would bring kind of the experiences into the center place and uh, uh, start from the experience and to, to kind of answer the needs of the customer. Mm -hmm. So not starting with the flight, but starting with the experience. And that's, that's uh, one digital part that we're looking into. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so these are some transformations. But then, of course, it's, it's not just about kind of, uh, of course, the customer side. We want to also kind of transfer the company from within. And uh, we're working a lot with our personnel in different areas when it comes to work processes, kind of new ways of working. And then uh, um, kind of building the uh, uh, employee experience to a new level through digital. Uh, we, we have had a, a major program around mobile services that we have brought to different target groups. Mm -hmm. um, our mechanics, the cabin attendants, I mean, there's a lot of kind of different target groups who have received uh, not just uh, the iFleet, as we call our mobile phones, mm -hmm. but uh, also the services on top of the, the, the mobile phones. Yeah. And that's a big transformation in, in every day of, uh, of an employee, and, and, and that's what we have been designing together with them. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a big transformation and, and uh, has a big impact on, on how we work and uh, uh, brings us also better experience and then better efficiency yeah. in the way we work. So that's a mobile revolution, if you, if, if you want mm -hmm. to call it like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and last time I was here, um, I, I had a, a look around the maintenance hangers and, and that, mm -hmm. that IBM mm -hmm. uh, software on top of the, uh, yeah. the iPad platform. That's, that's really impressive as, yeah. a, as, as a way of getting that work done, of, being, of making everything visible mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and lean organizationally yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, tell me more about the cabin service side of things. What, what's, what, what's happening there? What's the... Yeah, I, I don't remember if we already had it uh, out uh, last time you were visiting us, but, uh, but we have, uh, uh, basically we have two different mobile services out there. Uh, the first thing that we did is uh, uh, implemented uh, SkyPay, as we call it. So that is uh, uh, our mobile service uh, for the cabin attendants in order to pay and, and then take care of all the sales on board. 
and uh, that's something that we we first implemented and and also designed together with our personnel. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, now we have also made another one, which is called Sky Guest, mm-hmm. and that's more focusing on on uh, really kind of uh, uh, giving our a person and more time with the customers. So it gives kind of uh, the data about the customer in a compact format, in a visual format, so that uh, that uh, we have more time to serve uh, our customers on board. Mm-hmm. So these are two different services that come in, in on your phone and then uh, they, they have really changed the way uh, we are able to do Coming service mm-hmm. today. Yeah. So uh, Skypay, how does that move beyond being a, an electronic point of sale machine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, kind of that. Mm-hmm. That's what it is in 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 yeah. in, uh, in real life, and uh, um, kind of the times that we use to um, to process uh, payments and and. Uh, uh, the kind of the customer experience because it's not just an experience of course for the cabin attendant it also, it's also an experience for a customer so uh, uh, it's a lot more intuitive fast and pleasant and uh, uh, we think that it has a big impact on, on not just how our employees feel but also kind of how our customers feel about uh, payments which we all know that uh, in e-commerce that's one of the, the kind of the, the processes that uh, that people like less uh, and the other parts of the shopping yeah. process. Yeah. So it's really important that we have uh, something smooth, simple, and easy to use there. Yeah. And does that bring in things like um, international payment types, like Alipay and that sort of thing? Yes. So that's all linked to 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 that one. Yeah. And uh, that happened already a while ago. Mm-hmm. So so of course we are looking into what else should we do, and and uh, we have brought uh, also other payment types like Apple Pay, etc. So so we're looking a lot into the payment area. Exactly because it's it is so crucial for our customers and and, and then kind of the shopping process of, of uh, not just uh, also ancillaries online but uh, but also kind of physical products on, on in flight. So it's important. It's, yeah. it's really important for yeah. us. Um, and then sort of moving on to the passenger service side of things. Yeah. Um, I guess if you were looking at this from a big picture, that would be more sort of customer relationship management sort of mm-hmm. passenger experience delivery sort of mm-hmm. app. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you design that and how is it different from what, what people might find sort of off the shelf, as it were? Um, so uh, most of the products or these two products that we have uh, in flight, those parts, they are uh, something that we have done together with uh, our within our IBM Apple Corporation. So uh, uh, they are not fully tailored for us, but we've done some tailoring uh, based on the, on, on the product. Um, I think that, that uh, uh, in the other areas that we're looking into, we have ground experience. We are coming with other kind of mobile services to those parts. We are looking kind of the whole kind of customer journey and, and bringing other services to, to filling gaps there, if you like. And uh, um, well, there's, there's plenty in the pipeline, so, so um, it's difficult to pick anything there. But uh, um, basically, these are important, but then also in Kind of uh, uh, in addition to that, what is important for us is also to focus on the the mobile service for the customer directly. So if we link the mobile development that we do internally for our employees, and then we think about what our customers can do themselves, that's something that we also focus quite a lot on then in the platform team. So these are kind of parallel developments, and and we really try to how to say bring a lot of uh, our customers that today use maybe still the physical kind of uh, uh, service. Um, we really try to bring them online to, to use the digital platform. Yeah. So that's kind of um, 
there's a lot of reasons. We think that it's, it might be, in many situations, it might be more convenient. It might be kind of just there when you need it. Uh, and uh, it might be fast and, and, uh, and uh, an enjoyable kind of experience from that perspective. But then also from our perspective, it's, uh, it's cost avoidance in a way that uh, um, you, don't, you might not need kind of to, to, to call somebody. You might not even need to chat with somebody, but you could also kind of take care of it just mm -hmm. online. Yeah. So we're looking into that as well. So it's kind of a rather big package if you look at the customer interaction that we're working with. And just recently, I was really happy to read uh, kind of a, about a study that was kind of going through different services here in Finland, uh, where we got a, a really good ranking among kind of telecom companies and uh, banks when it comes to customer service online and uh, what we have done in that area. So that was really good feedback for us that, you know, people are noticing that there's more alternatives to use the, use the mobile app or use the use our .com or, or whatever you prefer, kind of. Mm -hmm. So I think that the, the main message for us is that our customers like the choice and uh, people like it when we can kind of... Uh, tailor the touch point to their needs so to say so mm -hmm. that's a, that's yeah. that's important also in, on top of the payments because payments it's it's just an enabler yeah for the interaction well, making people being able to give you money as easily and frictionless as possible uh, other things as well yeah. you want to of yeah. course i mean it's it's um it's payments is, is is of course where you transact uh the money but but the experience is 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 really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I think the people people know that from their from their non flying lives, right? If you if you walk into an Apple store and make a purchase, yep. versus yes. a lot of other bricks and mortar situations, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a different feeling. It's a different it's a different way of that. Uh, of it's it's relational rather than transactional in a way almost. Yeah. Well, it could be that. Uh, well, we'll see how how uh, how the future will develop. But uh, in, in terms of digital, it could also be that um, there's a lot of transactional services and then there will be kind of more experiential, you know, services. Um, so you do, uh, you can do a lot, uh, a lot of services that, that really kind of give you the experience as well. So, mm -hmm. but you need to know what you focus on and, uh, and, and we need to be able to kind of serve those uh, services to the customer in the right way. Mm -hmm. And that's quite important. And that's when we look at our platform that we're building and that we are having today, then of course it's important for the customer to, to feel, you know, safe and relaxed within the platform and, uh, and and to really kind of be able to use those services that he or she might prefer. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to be too, in a way, linear in our thinking uh, to too much kind of restrict the customer to do this or that after that and that. We all know that uh, sometimes we are not that uh, logical and not that linear and not, we want to go here and there and jump a little bit. So from the platform perspective, it's really important that, um, that the customer stays kind of in control mm -hmm. and, yeah. uh, and appears in control of, of their own experience. Yeah. And, and I guess there are different experiences in that way. Um, yeah. You know, that makes me think of the fact that if you have a frequent flyer, for example, who has, you know, earned their top tier loyalty by making... Uh, three times a week shuttle flights mm -hmm. from an hour away mm -hmm. and then they're suddenly on holiday with their family they're going to want to make a completely different set of yes. of customer paths yeah at, at that point yes and we all have uh, kind of different needs in different situations so it's important for us of course to know our customers and and, and be able to to understand them also in different situations um, it is a lot about personalization and, and kind of going from mass tailoring your product to 
more personal experiences. Yeah, yeah. I find it interesting that you, you said that you're, you're, you saw a study benchmarking against uh, banks and mobile phone operators. Mm-hmm. Is that who you do benchmark against? Do you benchmark against other airlines? Do so that was kind of the ranking uh-huh. um, that they did. Yeah. And um, from that perspective, I think that um, it's it's not a bad kind of peer group to be amongst um, it, when it comes to customer service and, and, and how they have developed their services. Uh, those uh, industries have, uh, of course, also started digitalization quite early on. Uh, for example, here in Finland, we had already in early 2000, we had uh, great online banks. Mm-hmm. And uh, also in the telecom industry, it kind of hit them quite hard early on. So from that perspective, it's, it's, it's a good peer group. And of course, those are, those are services that are very kind of customer focused and they need to be. And then they also kind of have, a, well, a rather digital product in, in, in some ways. But uh, uh, how to say, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's just something that you can find when you see the rankings and you look at who has invested in doing really great customer experiences. Mm-hmm. So those are the guys that we are kind of with in the top five at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What other industries do you think create that? I mean, I think of, a, you know, a, a, the experiences that I have with a telco, yeah. which is usually there's a problem or I need to change my plan for some reason, probably because I'm not pleased with it in some uh-huh. way, or, or or I have a sort of, you know, life change, I need to add someone to the plan. Yeah. Um, kind of the same with the bank. Like, it, I don't feel that's, that's a, I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a, a joy disconnect, yeah. as the word, yeah, sure. between, uh, between wanting to talk to your bank and wanting to uh, travel, whether that's traveling for business or work, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of, mm-hmm. even for business travel, you know, I, I was talking to one of your colleagues, but finding mm-hmm. that moment of joy. Yeah. yeah. In, in whatever flight, even if it's yeah. the one-hour domestic shuttle, yes. right? What sort of experiential um, uh, peer groups are you, are you benchmarking against in terms of the way that you digitalize services yeah. and the experience? Well, of course, we look at, uh, at travel. <laughs> I mean, our own peer group, uh, that's, that's really important and, and inspirational. Uh, but then there's, uh, there's also retail. Um, I think that retailing has been developing quite a lot uh, during the past 15 years, maybe. And uh, uh, in that area, you can find different strategies. So you can find the niche companies that are focusing on a certain kind of product portfolio, and then you can find the companies who really try to solve it all. Um, we can have a look at uh, kind of uh, um, some companies that are really kind of putting on, on uh, search and, and uh, uh, kind of functionalities that uh, enable the recommendations, etc., etc., etc. So there's plenty of kind of things that we can look at also from the retailing sector. We can look at Spotify. I mean, the ones who really kind of uh, bring us experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a wonderful benchmark for us as well. Um, the way they do their recommendations, I mean, it must be kind of, you know, one of the best in the world. So uh, I think that the, the issue for us is, is to really kind of look uh, openly and then really be inspired by the best in a way. So, so let's not be too humble because that's what the, our clients expect from us. Uh, if you use a service every day, if we pick Spotify, for example, of course, then you would kind of expect, it, expect kind of similar experience from us as well. Or when you use Amazon payments and et cetera, et cetera, you might expect it from us. And then, of course, we need to look a lot also into Asia. So uh, kind of understanding what uh, what really happens in the Asian markets and uh, um, how do the how do the services that people use, uh, how do they enter different areas and, 
and how are they linked also strategically. So um, that's also a really inspiring area and uh, good for us to, to understand and, and, and also, of course, because we are a part of that ecosystem as well. So, so to be able to, to listen and learn. Yeah, yeah. I find it interesting what you were saying earlier on about um, how you're changing the different touch points between mm-hmm. the customer and the airline. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think a lot of that is, is, uh, has been in past around airlines trying to interact with customers mm-hmm. where they are or whichever, whichever platforms they are. Mm-hmm. How has that changed, particularly as you've engaged with international um, either mm-hmm. media or social media? Well, you know, the, the where people are hanging out. How's that? How's that evolved in a in a sort of um, customer relationship way? It's a very broad issue, but a really interesting yeah. one because um, um, when we, for example, if we look at the social media. Uh, it's easy to be focusing on the biggest kind of services that our present customers use at the moment. For example, I mean, we can't uh, go by Twitter or Facebook. I mean, they start, those are massive services. But at the same time, of course, we need to think about, uh, for example, the younger audiences. So uh, uh, what we have noticed, for example, is that uh, uh, when people use our Wi-Fi on board, there's a lot of traffic in on, on YouTube, uh, kind of, which is really important for us to understand. We can see um, people, maybe the younger audience, kind of using their own uh, messaging platforms or smaller kind of services. And we need to look into that as well. Uh, I think it's not changing too fast, but kind of uh, when we add a touch point uh, to a different kind of uh, travel experience, it brings us new insights about how people kind of, what do they prefer and how they want to be. And uh, I think that's quite interesting because one of the main things that uh, the digital is doing, it's, it's making kind of the information transparent. Mm-hmm. The information and the needs were there before, but now when we have a touch point and when we have a service, uh, it becomes concrete. And that gives us a lot of kind of understanding about our customers. So it's indeed, it's, it's really interesting to look into the changes in how we work with the uh, the social media platforms, how do we work with the different touch points. But uh, it is an interplay between kind of our own touch points and then uh, the services that people use otherwise. And that's really important also when we think about kind of the ecosystem strategy and and becoming an ecosystem player. Um, We need to be able to work with different kind of companies. Uh, Platform companies are, of course, important, but then also there's uh, other companies that are really important for us in order to kind of develop our business. Mm -hmm. Uh, There might be startups, there might be other platform companies, uh, like Bokum, for example, which we we cooperate with. Um, So it's it's alive, that ecosystem is alive every day, and and we do need to kind of, you know, follow up, track, listen, and uh, be rather agile in our, our ways of working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how do you approach that? How do you, I mean, because that, eco- that ecosystem is potentially almost infinite, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you, you have yeah. the, the the obvious basics, the accommodation, the ground transport and so on. Yeah. Um, but then the, the, the experiences and, and, and what people want, how do you... How do you find those? How do you do that research? Is, is, that, a, is that a digital uh, exercise? Is it a... Um, a, a a sort of horizon scanning mm. type thing. What's the well, I would say methodology? That, I would say that nowadays almost everything is both and. Mm-hmm. 
kind of. <laughs> it is partly a digital exercise, but then it's, of course, also physical exercise. So uh, uh, when we build our ecosystem, it's, it's, it's about the companies and the people, and it's about uh, uh, kind of the digital experiences and the digital kind of information or research that we can do. So we, need to, we do need to do both. But uh, I would say that it's, it's never just uh, purely digital. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you have uh, um, people behind the services, you have companies with strategies. Uh, we need to, of course, interact and, and uh, build relationships and understand and learn. So, so it's both and uh, in, in, in most of the spaces. How do you identify new players in that ecosystem? Do you have a, a, a team going out and saying, okay, this is, there are some people yeah. doing some interesting things around yeah. horse trekking in northern Finland yeah. or, you know, whatever that, whatever yeah, it might be, right? That's interesting idea. Yeah. So, uh, um, Slush mm-hmm. comes to play, for yeah. example. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, one thing that we are doing is, is that uh, we try to be very kind of uh, um, open uh, in our way of uh, telling the world what we are doing and what we're focusing on so that other individuals, also the talent, but also the companies can kind of, uh, uh, you know, grasp or come to us and talk to us that, hey, I have an idea around this or around that. And uh, uh, that's one part of what we do. We do have uh, uh, people focusing on, on uh, kind of uh, uh, innovation and new business. And uh, uh, that uh, encompasses kind of uh, cooperation with uh, with uh, different kind of growth programs, for example, and Slush, for example. So uh, basically, uh, we are out uh, at Slush this year as well. We're going there with uh, with a theme about uh, situational awareness and data utilization. And uh, um, when we're there, uh, it's quite natural that we get a lot of kind of new uh, contacts and, yeah. and, and we're building a network and, and people can approach us uh, also physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can approach us every day uh, digitally or, or however you wish, but uh, that's a good uh, kind of opportunity for us to be there, to be really kind of an active part of the ecosystem mm-hmm. and uh, uh, through those uh, contacts and, and discussions, yeah. learn more, maybe identify some new you know, ideas also for our right. business. Yeah, yeah. So, what what is slush? Let's, for those of us who who, who haven't haven't been to yeah. Helsinki in the deep depths of winter to to talk about all things yeah. digital, you don't have to kind of you know jump into <laughs> snow or anything like that. It's it's, it's but, but that is an option, I assume. Yes, it is. Yes, it's for sure. Is so it's it's um it is an initiative that started uh, over ten years ago. Um, it's a totally voluntary kind of organization which is run by the, by the students uh, at Aalto University. That's where it started. And uh, uh, it has grown to one of the biggest tech events uh, in the Nordics and, and in the world. It's a, it's a rather big one. I think last year was it 70,000 or something like that who attended. Um, it gathers uh, both kind of VC people from all over the place and uh, startups and everything in between. So... Um, uh, also, a lot of uh, uh, companies like Finair, who really want to be active in innovation space and, and uh, the tech space as well, um, are there. And um, some showcase what they are doing, like we do. We try to always uh, come out with our innovative ideas and, and uh, services and products and our people, of course. Um, and some are there more to kind of maybe uh, 
uh, get updated and and uh, just to meet some uh, talent or, or whatever. It's a rather, how to say, its own experience. It's very much up to pulse of what's going on. And uh, um, for us, it's, it's a really good... Uh, um, forum from many perspectives. Um, our people who have attended, um, I think that they have learned a lot uh, about new perspectives to their work. They've learned a lot about uh, each other. Kind of, we've, we've um, participated slash uh, in, with uh, a little bit of bigger focus for a couple of years now. And uh, uh, the first year we had a hundred people going to slash from all over our organization. And that was a wonderful experience for us who were organizing and also the people who were attending. We had a program around it and we really tried to kind of uh, give everybody a chance to, to meet new people, uh, be exposed to kind of startup culture and, and, and the tech scene, and then come back home and also reflect upon it. Last year we had a pitching competition and people went there and, and kind of developed their pitches as part of Slash experience, got kind of mentored, etc., etc., And that was also kind of um, building our uh, organizational uh, capabilities um, in our people. Uh, so that's been important. But we have also kind of found good uh, cooperation uh, with some startup companies from Slash. We have participated also in other Slash events. They, there yeah. are events in Asia, uh, in Singapore, Tokyo, and, and uh, Shanghai. Mm-hmm. So that has also been very interesting for us in order to kind of understand the local startup ecosystem and, and uh, being part of that community. So um, I would say that it's it's um, it's an experience, it's it's learning experience, and it's uh, also a really important networking experience for us. And um, when we are there, we of course um, do a lot of also material, and Sato is always doing interviews, and and we're getting our messages out about what we want to focus on, and um, we've seen that people kind of they are being watched, and and people are kind of using that information, and then it builds our culture and our image also around the company, uh, uh, outside of the company, mm-hmm. and that's important for us. So being active and and uh, easy to approach is um, it's important for. A company like Finnair. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. What specifically has Finnair, Finnair gained from it? You mentioned that you've been working with some startups on some on some stuff. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, well, uh, not everything is out there yet. So, mm-hmm. so let's talk about detail there. <laughs> but, sure. Uh, but uh, um, I could uh, conceptualize it around uh, uh, finding partners for some present solutions, uh, new ways of working for those ones, and then we have found some uh, uh, kind of bits to our puzzle, so to say. So, for example, new services for our uh, Suntours clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of, um, maybe if you if you think about a company as a puzzle and, and, uh, and uh, you want to add some new bits and pieces here and there, uh, those ones you can also find uh, in the ecosystem around us. Mm-hmm. So, um, new services, uh, new cooperation partners, um, and new talent. That's definitely one part of the equation. So um, a lot of companies come to us and and, uh, and uh, wonder how we have been able to build such a wonderful team as we have today. And uh, uh, I think that uh, the fact that we have been part of Slush has also helped us a lot. Uh, the whole management has been there. Uh, the management team has been there for the past two years. A lot of uh, our employees have been there. 
and uh, everybody has kind of you know told their story about uh, who we are and how we want to work and I think that's uh, being there telling that uh, uh, and being curious about the world it's that's just a message that uh, that has worked for us in recruiting as well so uh, there's a lot of aspects to slush these are maybe the most kind of prominent ones or, or, or there might be other discussions that I don't even know about that have kind of you know started there and and then led to I don't know what of course then we had the nerd bird um, and uh, we will have it again and and that's also something that quite kind of uh, unique experience to to the community that is flying in mm-hmm. and um, where's the nerd bird going this year uh, well, we ha- we have the flight this year. It's coming from uh, San Francisco, mm-hmm. cool. so um, that's also a big uh, big thing, of yeah. course. And yeah. um, well, I-, I think today it's it's uh, it's a part of what we are uh, as a team. That's it for today's conversation. We certainly hope you enjoyed it, and we're always keen to find out what you think. Please feel free to email me at john at runwaygirlnetwork.com with any suggestions. Thanks also to our guest, Katri Harasalonen, on Twitter at K in Stockholm, and of course at Finnair. As ever, you can find me on Twitter at ThatJohn, and everything from RGN on Twitter at RunwayGirl and at RunwayGirlNetwork.com. If you're enjoying these conversations, please leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts, and thanks for listening.